gnarly knee injury. So my brother was training at the time, so I just started taking pictures of him training, and I just I just just kept going from there and there, and then I de- I dwelled more into like uh, portraits and stuff like that. So I mainly like doing like couples portraits and, and weddings and stuff like that. So oh nice but yeah yeah it, it, it's nice to have like a little hobby outside of fighting where where you know I could I could focus my time on that. So. Yeah, another little craft that you can work on. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Knee injury from from what? Just life. Yeah, just being a dumb kid trying to, you know. That happens yeah, sometimes. Yeah. So, that happens. Yeah. I, I tore uh, some some ligaments in my knee and it just took forever to recover. And just the, the healthcare around here isn't the best. So it just took forever. But finally got it all going. And, and then after like, I'm going to say a couple weeks after I was cleared to do like a jujitsu tournament, I took a fight. No and shit. I, yeah, I, was, I won that one in like a minute. And then just kept going from there. So. Were you a little worried about going into it with your knee? Yeah, 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 definitely. But I felt like, you know. My skills were, were good enough to where I could probably try to avoid it, but it was definitely in like the back of my mind. How long had you been training before you took that fight? Uh, probably about I probably did kickboxing for maybe a year and a half, but I was all in and, and I'd watched you know stuff before, so it wasn't like I just didn't know what I was getting into. You had a rough uh, idea of where you were gonna go. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I I would study it like crazy. At the time, we didn't really have gyms around here, so I would study it like crazy. You know, me and I have a twin brother who fights and. Uh, we just do stuff on each other, and uh, we just just practice like that. It's good uh, having him around just as a training partner, right? You guys exactly. can kind of work moves on each other. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the time, he's like, yeah, my main training partner. So we grew up fighting. You know, there's pictures of us like at, at two years old. You know, with boxing gloves on, beating the crap out of each other. So kickboxing—that's how you got your start. Yes, uh, yeah, I, I did that. My brother did jujitsu, uh, and then we eventually started training together. And uh, and then yeah, yeah. So I started with kickboxing, and then got, after my knee was a little bit better, I started doing more and more jujitsu. And did you start at, you're up at Institute of Combat there. Institute of Combat, okay, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Is that where you started? Yes, yes. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I've been there the whole time. I, pl- I plan on staying there the whole time, so. Yeah, now I, I'm making my pro debut, so. July 15th, man, that's how I found you. Yeah, 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 I'm excited, yeah. It's, uh, we're bringing back, you know, uh, you know, good MMA back to Humboldt, you know. Uh, uh, we got a couple pros on there. Cass is going to be fighting on there, which everyone's excited about. You know, he's making his uh, long-awaited return back to Humboldt, so. So it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good show. Tickets, I believe, are almost sold out already. Uh, so it, it, it's it's been awesome, yeah. And so how many fights have you done as an amateur? Seven? Seven fights, yeah. Seven fights. Yeah. Is that the normal amount that you would take before you go pro? Or what was kind uh, of the thought it, process it, it, there? It's different for everybody. Uh, for me, I wanted to just really push myself. And uh, I wanted to you know fight the toughest amateurs. Just so when I do turn pro, uh, it's, it's not going to be anything I haven't seen before, right? Because I'm, I'm taking these like amateur level fights that are you know, they're basically professionals, uh, just different, you know, we have shorter times and, uh, we don't have knees and elbows to the face, but, but these guys are good. You know, I'm, I'm fine. Number one, two, three, all, you know, all the, the top guys in my, uh, in my division in the state. So I really want to just, you know, test myself, see, you know, where I'm at. And, uh, you know, I, I did pretty good for my amateurs and I was like, next step is obviously pros. It felt like the time. Yes. Kind yeah, of transition there. Yeah. Yeah. Especially after my last fight, it was for the number one spot in California. And uh, I thought I did enough to win. You know, I, it, was, it was a good fight. Uh, judges gave it to him. You know, it is what it is. But I feel like, I, you know, I, I did really good in that fight. So it was just, a, you know, next logical step. Is that the hardest way for a fight to end is when it goes to decision? Would you rather have it be a KO or something? Or I'd rather get a finish submission? just because, yeah. I mean, that's what I train for. It finishes. Uh, this kid was super tough. So like I said, it was like for the number one spot in California. Uh, hometown guy, you know, had like, you know, the judges on his side, which it is what it is. I could have done, you know, things differently to to make it more, you know, like, like put a stamp of approval on it. But, you know, decisions, I mean, it's, it's a good learning experience. Don't get me wrong. You're going all three rounds and, uh, you know, you, you learn a lot about yourself, uh, during that time. So, yeah, but for me, I have a hundred percent finish rate. So I, I wanted to keep it that way. So, you know, it, I guess it's like a blessing in disguise that I did lose a decision because, you know, I still have the hundred percent finish rate. Yeah. It's got a sting like that, especially if it comes down to the judges Yeah, and you're you're not in your hometown, so you yeah. don't have that little edge. Exactly. You're like, yeah. oh, shit. Did I really lose that, or what happened here? Yeah, I mean, at first, I mean, I, I thought it was, like, close after watching it. I don't think it was that close. Again, it's just, just you know, my, my well, It's got to be hard to gauge when you're when you're the one that When you're fighting, you're yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. I, I think I did pretty well. Yeah, but for me, it was, like, the, the outpour afterwards. Like, people I don't even know messaging me, like, telling me they thought I won, so. But it is what it is. It's a learning experience. You just got to, you know, pick yourself up and just keep going. Is judging kind of variable like that when you're in the amateurs or is there a strict it's, kind of code so, amongst so, those guys so, so judging is supposed you're supposed to have a, a certain um criteria that you go off of a lot of these judges just kind of base it off of uh 
who they thought won the round rather than actually following like the criteria, right? Because uh, it's supposed to be damage is, is the first thing and then control. Uh, so if, if, if damage is equal, whoever has the next, like, you know, whoever had more control would win the round. Uh, but sometimes, you know, you get someone who, who might wrestle, who takes you down and just holds you down. Uh, and the guy can be like, you know, attacking from the bottom, you know, throwing up submissions and, and whatnot. But the guy who had more control would win the round, even though that it might not be more damage per se. But it's so it, it, each judge is going to be different no matter what. Uh, so they're just going to, you know. You kind of just have to deal with it. At exactly. The the yeah. You got to try to be, you know, the better fighter in the moment and, and never leave it to the judges. Because I've, I've seen so many like Cass who had just fought, I think it was back in March. Uh, I thought for sure he won. I thought he won very clearly, and then the judges gave it to the other guy. So you never know, you know, what's going to happen. And, and especially in pros, they take half your paycheck away if you lose because they, they split up between show and win money. And if you lose, then you lose half the money. So all because, you know, a judge's opinion rather than, you know, scoring to the criteria, actually. But, yeah, that's got to <laughs> stay. That's yeah. not how you want it to end. Exactly, yeah. But Are you guys making a lot of money as amateur fighters? Or is the money when you go pro? That's what money's when you go pro. For. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's illegal to pay amateurs. Uh, so you guys are doing this for free. For free. I have some sponsors that that help out. So shout out to uh, Exit Realty, uh, Baldo and Cork, and then Happy Joe. But th I mean, yeah, you're just doing it for the love of it at at that point. And then once you go pro, then that's when you start getting paid. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's you nuts. guys are stepping into the ring, and there's no guarantee of anything coming out. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You can, you know, obviously take brain damage, right? Getting punched to the head. Uh, if you if you do it correctly, they're like matchmaking. Uh, no one's gonna seriously get hurt. Uh, obviously, if you get some guy who's uh, way you know levels above that, like you know some random kid, that's how people get hurt. But if you do like matchmaking correctly, you train properly, you have a good gym, good coach, uh, you're not gonna seriously get hurt too. I, I don't think I've ever gotten hurt in any of my fights. So, uh, you know, I bump some bruises, but those go away in a couple of days. But yeah, fine. Nothing for, that's gonna put you out for a couple months. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, fine. You just do it because you love it, and then. Obviously, you train enough, you know, you go pro, that's when the, pay, you know, paydays start coming. So, it's it's weird. Like, when I first signed the contract, and like, I saw how much I'm actually getting paid. Like, I'm, I'm actually getting paid for it. It's so crazy. It's the weirdest thing ever. Well, especially just to be making money doing something that you enjoy. Yeah, That's exactly. to be a pretty great feeling. Exactly, yeah. Who gets to decide who you're up against? Is it just they throw out, hey, we've got this guy, whoever wants to fight him? Or is your coach kind of involved in that? Uh, So, so there's matchmakers. So, so they go and look for the uh, the opponents, uh, and then they'll probably like relate to like my coach or or me, and then I'll you know sit down and talk to my coach. Should we take this fight? You know, is it a good fight? And he's always down for for us finding like the toughest guys around, which you know it gets pretty rough. But it's like you know if we want to be the best, we got to beat the best. And uh, so you know we're not taking any easy fights ever. So usually he's he's saying yeah let's go for it, and then you know we try to come up with a game plan, you know work specific things, and then try to execute it during the fight. What's your, do you have a training camp going yeah. into a fight or are you just always kind of in pretty good shape where you can, you can take one and then just work a few moves or I, like watch some tape of this guy and figure out what his weakness is and go in? Yeah. Yeah. So my coach is really good at breaking down stuff like that. And then I would say I'm, I'm pretty good at uh, listening and, and, and following along. Uh, training camp though, this one, I, I have about seven weeks left. Uh, so I've, you know, it's a lot of hard training. You want to do cardio, you know, and, and get your body ready for it. So I mean, training crazy, crazy year round, at least for me, just isn't possible since I'm a diabetic as well. Uh, so trying to fight with diabetes, trying to, you know, maintain that and stuff, I can't just break down my body like that. So I have to be, you know, I have to think a little differently about it. But uh, right now it's seven weeks, which, you know, just getting the conditioning up, getting your body used to it, trying to go through the game plan, you know, the motions and all that. So seven weeks. So you're week two, week three right now? We, this is uh, week two. Week two. Yeah. What are you guys working on? Right now, I'm just working on uh, uh, just my movement, just making sure I'm, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm dictating where the fight's gonna be. Uh, I don't want to just stand in one spot. Uh, just a bunch of stuff that I had to work on for my last fight. We're trying to fix it right now, and then as as the weeks come along, then we're adding more and more stuff, right? And especially because now it's pro, so we have five minute rounds, as opposed to three minute rounds, and then we also have elbows and knees to the face. So completely, you know, you got a couple new dynamics. In exactly. There. Yeah. So my offense is gonna be a little bit different, as well as my defense, and then just pacing is gonna be because three minute round right you get a takedown you basically won the round because it's so short but five minutes you got to really pace yourself otherwise you're going to gas out pretty quick are you guys doing a lot of grappling when you go into training camp or do you feel like you have a pretty solid base there uh i would say my grappling is good i can always work on it uh but i'm, I'm a purple belt in jujitsu i feel like my submissions are pretty good uh 
but you can always work on it, right? There's always something to work on. Yeah, even if you you know you feel like you, the moment you feel like you have everything under you know under control. That's when you lost. Exactly. Yeah. So there's always something. I'm always learning something new every single day. Do you feel like you're stronger on the ground or standing up? I would say uh, it's kind of a toss up I, right now. I so so my finishes are split. I I would say uh, I, I I'm more comfortable kickboxing for sure. But like if it goes to the ground, I'm totally fine there. But I, I like my punches and kicks. Uh, that's that's really like you know what I started with, and that's really what I enjoy doing. Yeah, those calf kicks, right? Yeah, yeah. I saw a fight. I don't know. It was with Laz, I think. You were yes. fighting him, and you yeah. guys were you guys were trading those calf yes. kicks pretty yeah. seriously. Yeah, yeah. So that was the whole game plan for for yeah for Laz uh, was to really just chop down his legs. That was a that was a tough one because that was my first loss, and that was really when I I I, I realized I needed to, like get like my whole diabetes thing in check too because. Just the whole like like the lead up to that like my blood sugars were just so crazy and just uh, it was nuts yeah so so that was that was a good learning experience as well too and that was he was actually the state champion too oh no shit yeah he was a state champion for the longest time that was for uh that was for a title as well uh so there was just so much going into it and then you know I got humbled pretty good in that one but uh you know it's again just like you know learning experiences. The type one diabetes I mean how much of a factor is that in this oh it's huge you, know, you just. Like that's always constantly in the back of your head with your training or yes, with yeah. what you're eating. What's going on there? Yeah, yeah. So, so I have to make sure my diet's on point. Uh, I can't have too many carbs because if I'm taking insulin, right, I have possibility to go, you know, you know, drop in low with my blood sugar. Same with training, right? If I'm training too hard, my blood sugar can go low. So I have to keep it like a constant, like normal level. And then people don't realize like when, when like finite happens, like your body just has so much adrenaline. Adrenaline raises blood sugar. So then I'm in the backstage taking insulin uh, before try, you go out and before fight. Before I go fight, oh. trying to get, bring it down and just the whole lead up to it, right? If I have like a couple of days where like my, my blood sugar is just crazy, uh, then I'm feeling, you know, like like just tired and like lethargic and, and whatnot. Like even when I fought Laz, uh, my blood sugar before I uh, before I walked out to go fight was like three, I think it was like 325 or something like that. And then it goes up during the fight too. So it was in like the 400s and I just, my mind was not there for sure. But uh it's it's something I've gotten I've definitely gotten better at I've I've been working on it for sure and uh, you know it seems to be uh, I I found like a good like a little recipe for you know to to figure it all out. Does getting hit in the head does that affect it at all? Is that uh, any brain stuff I'm reacting not, to insulin? I'm not that familiar with yeah, insulin yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think so. I mean, it might like make your adrenaline go up, you know, spike a little bit higher. You know, you're in danger and stuff. But I think it's just the adrenaline and the. Uh, just you're in a fight or flight. Yeah, thing. just and getting amped up exactly, before you yeah. walk out there. And you, and you can't you can't run away from it. So your your body's just you know just pumping uh, adrenaline like crazy. So, but you know with with insulin, uh, just trying to time it correctly too, because it's not an instant thing. You have to time it correctly to where I, I try to make it go down. And I try to keep about 150. So that's, is that normal? Is 150 for me? That'd be about yeah normal because then your blood sugar goes up about 100 points. So if I can time it correctly, get about 200, I'll probably be all right. But yeah, like like uh, a couple of my fights, they're like in like the 300, 400 range, which normal is like 100, 120. And so when it spikes like that and you're at 300 or 400, you get pretty tired. It's almost like all the energy is draining from you or? Yes. Yeah, so yeah, you get lethargic. Your, your mind's not. Which getting, is in the middle of a fight. That's not what you want to happen. the scariest thing ever. Yeah. 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 So yeah, your reaction times go way down. Uh, it's just, yeah, it, it's it's not ideal, but it's something, I mean, I, I was born with it. I got to figure it out so, at some point, so. Well, it's pretty crazy that you have that and you decided, yeah, I'm going to go fight. This yeah, so, is the so, path I'm going to go down. Yeah, yeah, I was training. So I was training before I figured out I had it. Oh, no shit. Yeah, and then so I was training for maybe a few months. And then out of nowhere, I just got I got super sick. I lost, it was like 35 pounds. I was down like under 100 pounds. And uh, it was just, I, I didn't know what was going on. I thought maybe I was just training too much and not eating enough. And uh, so all my, all my you know, friends and family were trying to like give me carbs to like, gain more weight. Which obviously, you know, sugars and stuff, it's just complete opposite. Wrecked so your body. It's just killing me. Yeah. And then, uh, and then finally I went to the doctors and, uh, yeah, the, my blood sugar was so high for so, for so long that their machine couldn't even read how high my blood sugar was. Yeah. I was on like death's door. It was, it was pretty gnarly. Did you, when you went in and you found that out, did you have a, did you have a second where you were like, maybe I shouldn't fight or maybe I'm not going to fight? Were you fighting like, actual fights or were you just training i was just training at this point because okay. I, I still had like the knee injury so i wasn't i wasn't fighting but i'm like for me i was like I, if i just keep up with this like it's gonna help me out a little bit you know what i mean you know i'm working so my blood sugar is gonna stay at like a normal level so i i just worked everything else around training especially you know for like i was so addicted to training uh just 
just uh, everything else had to go around my training. So that's kind of still how it is. You know, everything works around my training. So I was like, it's just it's another thing that has to go around it. That's kind of how I am with the gym. Yeah. It's like I structure my whole day around, okay, when am I going to go to the gym? Yeah. What am I doing today? Yeah. And then my day kind of falls in place around that. Yep. Yeah. And then it just becomes like a routine after a while. So, yeah. Man, that sucks. Yeah. That's what a crazy way to find out you're. You're training, and then all of a sudden, you just drop 35 pounds. Which for you, I mean, you're not a huge guy or anything, so yeah, 35 I, pounds makes a difference. Yeah, I was, I was, under, I was like, like right on like 100 pounds. I think I'm sure if I, you know, was like in my underwear, I'd be under 100 pounds. And it was just like skin and bone. Now I remember just like I was so cold all the time. Uh, just like I had no energy whatsoever. Like people would try to talk to me. It's just one word responses. Uh, and then and then I would go train like crazy, and my blood sugar would go back to like normal. And everyone think I was like something was wrong with me. I had like a concussion or something like that. I was like, no, guys, I feel good. But uh, it was just like my blood sugar finally going down. And then I go eat, blood sugar go like you know back up. But it was just up and down. Yeah, it was it was rough. What are you doing for a diet to compensate for that? Low carb stuff or uh right right now? Yeah. Uh, right now I'm just just on insulin. Uh, cause I, I need carbs to get through the day to, you know, hard, hard training and whatnot. Well, especially going into a fight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Energy but, storage. And then, and then, uh, but weight cutting is, is where it gets pretty tough. Like losing the weight. Cause obviously if, I, if I'm training, I need to have carbs cause the insulin's, you know, bringing down my blood sugar. I need to replace it with something. So, but you're not supposed to have carbs when you're, when you're cutting weight cause they hold on to, you know, hold on to stuff. So it's, it's just, it's a lot of just like, um, just, you know, give and take, you know, so I'll cut a little bit of weight, eat some carbs, cut a little bit more weight, eat some carbs. And it's just, yeah. Are there any fighters that have done any, any training or any actual competitions on like a keto diet or I, like yeah, or yeah, yeah. low I, carb I've, stuff? I've seen a few people where they do it. Uh, for me, it just wouldn't be possible just because I've tried to go keto and my blood sugar just doesn't go down low enough. Uh, so I, I've I've tried that like it it, it just wouldn't be beneficial enough. It doesn't get you where you need to be. Exactly, yeah, not for me. So yeah, just uh, but you know, th there's a bunch of people that, that you know do keto and stuff. Uh, I've I've seen a few fighters who who you know have, like uh, live by it and stuff. And like it, yeah, it works for them, but just for me, it just you know it's something that wouldn't work out too well. Well, I've heard of even those guys that run ultra marathons, mm -hmm. and they'll be keto, but before they run, they're still eating some carbs. Exactly. You, yeah. just, you need that to get you where you need to go. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, isn't like keto even like you can have a certain amount of carbs if you're working out? I think it's below 50 grams okay, a day yeah, yeah. of carbs. Yeah. So or I'm, it might vary a little bit too, depending on your body weight. Okay. Yeah. Because right now, yeah, I, ha I usually do around like 30 grams before like a workout. And that's if I'm not taking any insulin. But then that's if I'm like trying to maintain weight. If I'm trying to gain weight, I have to eat a little bit more. And then obviously cutting, I eat less. And so when you're training, you're eating a little bit of carbs. Are you taking insulin while you're training too? To if, kind of balance if, you out? If my blood sugar goes high, I'll take some insulin. But usually I, I have it down pretty good to where I can train and not have to take insulin now. Just because You I, can make it through a whole training session. Yes, yes, yeah. Sometimes I might go a little low, but then I usually have snacks with me. So I can just, you know, eat like a little granola bar or something like that and just get back on, you know, back to training. Does your recovery change because of that? Are you doing like ice baths or sauna or anything that kind yeah, of yeah. helps. Yeah, yeah. So I have a little like a cold plunge, like a little like Those cold plunges are all the rage now. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like a little barrel, but you just fill it up, make it nice and cold and stuff, and that's like really and then I have like a little portable sauna that I use. And I a love, little like single person blow yeah, up. Yeah, I, I oh, love nice. that thing. Yeah. I love that thing. So I, especially during camps, I try to do that every single day. I need to get back into the cold plunge. It's just like after my last fight, I was like, dude, that's the last thing I want to do is get in that cold water. I hate it, especially because like I'm all skin and bone too. So it's just yeah, you feel the cold exactly, and it's been raining and it's just cold here. But yeah, I, I love that stuff. Yeah, and then like just like you know taking the right supplements and uh, just trying to be smart with the training and not injure myself. What are you doing post fight? Are you pretty beat up? I know you said you don't take too much damage because you guys uh -huh. are pretty well matched. Yeah, yeah. What does post fight look like for you? Post fight, I mean, it just depends. I mean, I've had a couple fights where you know I was back training on on Monday, you know, and uh. But sometimes, like, uh, one of my fights, I, I had messed up the ligaments in my foot. So, you know, just take some time off and just, you know, work maybe just, like, boxing or something. Rehab like it a little bit. Exactly. And just take a little bit of time off. Maybe just, you know, ride you know ride the bike, do some cardio and stuff. But uh, for the most part, I would say, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, just back to training on Nothing Monday. crazy. Yeah, yeah. You're not, like, taking three weeks off. No, no, no. going back in. Okay. No, no. I, my, my, I get too, like, uh, like, anxious and stuff if I take too much time off. I might take a couple days off if I'm, like you know, traveling back up with my family and stuff. But other than that, I get too anxious. I get to, you know, like... Yeah, I get spastic if I'm not working out. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you take a week off, it's like, nope, can't exactly. be around me. I'll start going sideways. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I start getting, like, yeah, pretty, like, you know, antsy. I start, like, trying to, like, pick fights with my wife and everything. She gets tired of yeah, me. Yeah, I'm sure she doesn't yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sends me off to the gym, so... But. Are you... 
I mean, the brain damage stuff and just the toll on your body. Do you think about that a lot? Or is that kind of something you have to set aside no, yeah. to do what you no, want to do? I definitely think about it. You know, I have two kids. I don't want to be, you know, brain dead by the time they're, you know, in high school. So at our gym, we don't spar hard at all. Uh, we, we're, we're very technical because a lot of people have like the misconception that you take brain damage in these fights. And it might be true for like boxing and stuff because they're doing like, you know, like 36 minutes of fighting. Uh, but for us, like, you know, we have so many different ways to win a fight. We have submissions. We have, a, you know, like, a, you know, TKOs. You know, it's just, you know, we can finish fights with like leg kicks and stuff like that. So it's not just headshots. Um, so a lot of it comes down to the sparring, right? People go crazy in sparring. But for us, we just go nice and technical because we want to, you know, again, save our brain, right? Until like, you know, we want to have, you know, see our grandchildren and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, you guys that. don't want to wail on each other just practicing. Exactly, yeah, which is crazy, though, because some, some places, they they love that stuff, right? They encourage that stuff. But for us, you know, our coach always tells us, you know, stay nice and technical, right? If we can uh, we can do it, you know, nice and technical and then have the cardio to back it up, then we can, you know, do it in a fight. And, you know, just, it's just, it's a smart way to do it. And I feel like more gyms are, 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 you know, starting to do it that way, so. Well, it seems like that's the the direction most people should be moving. Now yeah. that like CTE and all of these things mm -hmm. are so apparent, people are like, okay, yeah, maybe we don't need to go 120% yep. sparring. Exactly. We can just drill a little bit more, focus on the technique. Yep. I mean, it's not like, I would imagine you know how to throw a punch. Exactly. It's not like that is at the top of your list of, oh, I need to hone this a little yeah. more. Yeah, I would say like hard sparring, it does have like a, a place in time, especially if you've never been in a fight before. Uh, you kind of have to know what it feels like. Uh, obviously, you can go like hard to like the bodies and like a good pace and like go easy to the head. Uh, but like a good pace, you know, like like a hard like sparring, I think would be good for people who are wanting to like fight. Aren't right? familiar with it. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I grew up fighting and, uh, you know, I, I've had, you know, plenty of fights. I know exactly, you know, how it feels during a fight. So, yeah, if you've never been punched. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Probably a good thing to know before you step in the ring. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you know, everything's just going to go out the window. You're not going to know what to do. You're going to panic, and uh, yeah. Was that hard, that panic aspect, going into the ring for the first time? Were uh, you a little I didn't jittery? Really I didn't really have it too much. Uh, I was, like, nervous. Don't get me wrong. You have nerves, for sure. But, like, like a panic, not, not too much. I just, you know, I believed in the training that we were doing at the time, and uh, I just felt, like, you know, good going into the fight. So I didn't have too much of a panic. You felt pretty solid. Yes. You yeah, knew yeah. what you were getting into. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Have you ever been in any street fights or anything? Uh, I mean, yeah, like high school scuffles yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, like we used to like, you know, we grew up in a trailer park. So like the only thing to really do was like either you played like video games or like, you know, we, we had like a little like fight night on like every Friday. So we just. Yeah, get... See, I went the video game route. Yeah. That's why I'm doing a podcast now. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I still, I mean, I'm still playing video. I just beat the new Zelda like the other day too. So Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, I, I haven't it. played it, man. I've seen some videos. It looks pretty oh, sick. I love it. I'm a huge Zelda fan. I got, like the tattoos and everything. But, oh, no uh, shit. Yeah, yeah. So, but, uh, you know, so either if I wasn't playing video games or like we're outside, like, you know, boxing like all the, like the neighborhood kids and stuff. So, yeah. Good training for where you're at now. Ex yeah. It, it gave me like the, uh, I guess the experience, even though it wasn't like, you know, or even just a little confidence. A little bit. You're yeah, not going to yeah. get into a scuffle and then. Yeah. Shit's going to hit the fan. Exactly. Yeah. 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 All the, yeah, the little bit of experience, all that and stuff. So going into like my first, you know, fight, I was just like, yeah, like, you know, you felt prepared. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would imagine that's kind of the structure of you guys up at IOC is mm -hmm. it's not just a training gym. Like you're training to fight up there. Right. That's my interpretation of it. Oh yeah. So we, so we have like a fight team where, yeah, we have specific guys who are just training to fight. And obviously we have like our, our regular classes for people who want to just, you know, you know, learn some jujitsu, learn some kickboxing and stuff too. So it's like, it's not like an ego filled gym where, you know, you just beat the crap out of each other. So we have classes where even like our, all of like the pro fighters are, are in these classes training with, you know, you know, 80 year olds and, uh, you know, like all these other people, you know, you got like these accountants or whatever, right? Everyone's training together, you know? So it's not, and then we obviously have like the fight team where, you know, where that's where like the training is like, uh, ramped up and everything a little more intense exactly yeah all the cardio and uh, all the weightlifting, and then plus the technique it's it gets pretty tough is it just you guys and then what is it lost boys up there uh, yeah there's lost boys and then like humble jiu-jitsu is uh but they're not really like mma but does lost boys do they train any fighters or they're more just class-based no no they, they have a bunch of fighters, they have uh, fighters yeah they have fighters they do like the uh, the bear river fights and whatnot and then some of the guys come and like like you know spar with us a little bit every once in a while but are they more gi jujitsu? Are you guys? You guys are more no gi, right? Because you're prepping for fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what what Lost Boys does, but for us, we're like more no gi. We've had like a couple of gi classes beforehand and and whatnot. But yeah, for the most part, we're more like grappling, like like uh, 
it kind of suits more towards like 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 um jujitsu tournaments and like fights. I like the no gi stuff. Yeah. That's I've been wanting to take a couple of classes, and I feel like <laughs> no gi would be the way to go because that's a little more realistic, at least for the situations I would be in. Yes, I don't yeah. think I'm gonna ever run into a street fight, and there's gonna be a guy with a gi standing there trying to come be, at me. Yeah, you know? unless you're in like Brazil or something like that. It might so. happen <laughs> in Brazil. I would believe that. Yeah, yeah. For me, I, I like the no gi. I just feel like it's more fast. You know, like fast paced. The scrambles are 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 fun. Uh, I I do enjoy gi as well. Uh, it's just. You know, I'm saving that for like when I'm retired, I can have something to do, you know what I mean? So uh, just do all my no gi now. And then once I'm done with fighting, then I can, you know, retire with some gi. <laughs> retire and just roll around. Yeah, exactly. Do yeah. some movements. Yeah, learn all that stuff. So that's exciting, man. The professional debut, I mean, is this so this is like what you want to do? Your plan is to go and yeah. stick with this for as long, yeah. like ride this wave as long yeah, as you can. Yeah, get to the UFC and then, uh, that's the that's the, that's the angle yeah. UFC yeah yeah so I've been dreaming about that since I was you know a teenager just you know watching you know videos trying to just learn all by myself and then when I found the gym uh Institute of Combat just you know everything just clicked it just clicked yeah and then we've, we've been going ever since so you know try to get there you know get to the UFC and make some noise is your brother trying to do the same yes yeah yeah, oh, man. yeah he just had a fight on a uh, Saturday as well and he won a uh, second round uh with a submission, so we had we had three guys fighting in Reading, and we, you know we we came out you know thankfully three and zero for that weekend. But you know a bunch of tough fights and everything. It's almost the perfect combination where you both are trying to go down this path because you've mm -hmm. got a perfect sparring partner in him, and yep. he's got one in you, yep. and you guys are both serious enough about it where you're not just rolling with some like me. Like if you were rolling with me, mm -hmm. you'd fuck me up. But you two are on kind of par with each other. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, we have a bunch of teammates too. You know, we like Cass Bell, obviously. You know, another he, great one. Exactly. Yeah, he fought in Bellator. He was, you know, ranked in. I think he was like number eight in Bellator for like the longest time. You know, we have guys like you know like Dupree. You know, we. You uh, guys have a solid team. A solid team. Where, yeah, we're we're all training together, and even training with like the, like the new guys. Like you could learn something new. I mean, obviously, maybe not, not like techniques, but they might do something you know a little different, but you've never seen it before. You're like, oh, okay, that you know that was pretty cool. So you can learn. You know, if you have the right mindset, you can learn anything from anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially if they almost have that advantage where they don't have the experience of what someone would do in that situation. Exactly. So they're yeah. a little more sporadic. Exactly. Yeah. So if it comes to like self defense or, or something like that, you know, that's more ideal like that. Because obviously, if, if you get me in like, like a mount position, I'm going to do a certain, you know, move where it's like, you know, you learn it in jujitsu. Yeah. What you've trained to do. Exactly. But, you know, if I had no idea what I'm doing, I might just like spaz out like crazy, but which would probably be more realistic in like a self defense situation. I've heard that it's rolling with those new guys that are just getting into it that's where it can get a little dicey because that's how people get injured does that kind of track yeah usually if you get like two like newer people together then they just go crazy because nobody knows what they they're no, doing yeah so have no just... control yeah so but i mean at least for us right I, i'm like if i'm like you know watching I'm, I'm making sure they're staying calm and everything our coach does that too he doesn't really just like you know throw people in there you know against like feed them to the wolves exactly yeah you know you know especially at our gym we're all we're nice to everybody i mean i don't think anyone's ever seriously gotten hurt over there so you know it's just yeah just having like you know someone you know with control you're not gonna get hurt yeah that aspect of not getting hurt i mean that's got to be with any sport that's that's the key factor right that determines your longevity is just yeah how long you can go without getting seriously hurt exactly yeah and i would say it even like boils down to like what you do after training as well you know making sure that you have like the proper diet you're not like staying up till three in the morning you know eating pizza every exactly, night exactly yeah you know i've been slacking on that i've been i've been my diet has been horrible recently but dude in and out <laughs> has been my weakness lately really? those four by fours uh i've been doing like mod and like babes pizza. pizza's good yeah i've been pizza's been like my thing and like pasta right right now too oh it's been bad it's it's been horrible but you know it's like i get like one more week and then i can start like dialing in my my diet so so but, once you get a little bit closer to the fight you kind of yeah, yeah. Own everything. Yeah, in. yeah. You want everything to be, you know, you know, solid. So again, you're not getting hurt. You know, you're you're firing, you know, firing on all cylinders. Uh, just making sure, you know, you're feeling good, and you know, making sure sleep's, you know, proper and everything. So there's a what, lot. Of, what does your sleep look like? Uh, I I work in the morning, so uh, you know, I'm trying to go to bed by like eleven o'clock, and you know, but I have two babies, and so you know, sometimes yeah, sometimes right. like they they wake up in the middle of the night. You know, sometimes they wake up pretty early, so. Uh, I'm just trying to get, you know, at least try to get eight hours, you know, if possible, which, you know, I've, I've been pretty good at it. So eight hours is kind of the sweet spot for you. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I would say even like a little bit less would, would be fine. I feel like sometimes like at eight hours, like I've overslept. People call me crazy because of that. But I feel like 
if I get like seven hours, I feel like I'm like almost better than eight. But there's a sweet spot in uh-huh. there. I've had that where I mean you could get four and a half hours of sleep and then you wake up and you feel great. Yep. Yeah. And then you sleep for nine and you're just your body's wrecked. You get exactly, nothing accomplished yep. that day. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so it's, it's just again, just like anything, just trying trying to find it, you know, to trying to find like the you know the right routine for everything. So the process from here moving forward, so you make your debut, mm-hmm. is do you have to take a couple of fights in this new position and then try to work your way into the UFC? How does that transition look? Uh, so, so UFC, they don't typically uh, bring in people with like, um, I wouldn't say like probably like under even like seven fights. Uh, they do this thing where it's like Dana White Contender Series where they, you know, they bring like, uh, you know, like good prospects in. So you know, try to get like a good record going. Obviously, I don't want to just pad my record, though. You know what I mean? A lot, a lot of people do that. They pad their record, they get to the UFC, and then they can't pull the trigger because they didn't fight, like, you know, stiff competition, and then they can't handle it. So I want to fight, you know, good fights going up to it, Uh, you know, get a good record going, you know, but find, like, the, the good fights, and then uh, hopefully, you know, get my shot, you know, to into the UFC. Do you kind of have to build... I mean, you're right in the sense that you don't want to just pad your record because then mm-hmm. you get there and then you go up against somebody who's got some real skills then it's going to it's going to get awkward really fast yeah, exactly yeah yeah do you i mean is there a balance between you don't want to do too many fights so that you're kind of worn down before you get there like a sweet spot of maybe 15 or no it's all just dependent on i mean when it, you get the, it's when just you get yeah, the yeah whenever they call you right and especially now with like pros you you definitely want to stay ready for the right opportunities and like as professionals like you you should st- you know be ready the whole time training and learning new stuff and everything so just staying ready the whole time especially now that i i am turning pro just uh just making sure you know like if something does pop up like a great opportunity like uh even like in amateurs right like i like a couple of my title fights were short notice fights you know so it was like just staying ready and you know and being prepared you know and i was able to win those fights too just because you know i was training i was ready so same thing with like the professionals right you never know when you're gonna get the call all the ufc fighters talk about it so yeah, you hear that a lot. They yeah. get the call like two weeks out, and it's like, well, exactly. Are you gonna yeah. take it or not? Exactly. Yeah, and if yeah, if you say no, then you might never get that you know opportunity ever again. So just staying ready the whole time. Is that have you been in that position where you've been called up for a fight as an amateur and you turned it down, or were worried that if you did turn it down, you wouldn't get another one, or does that not really happen? Uh, no, there's so many shows as amateurs. Uh, I've never turned down a fight. I've had to pull out of a fight one time just because my my diabetes was just so out of like control. It's just like I just I wasn't able to train. So uh, that was like the only fight I've ever had to like pull out of. But every other fight I've I've taken, I've taken fights on uh, two weeks notice. I I take one on like three weeks notice. I took I took a title fight, my first title fight. My I had got the call. My first son was just born. And I was, we were in the hospital. It was literally the next day, and the, they asked me if I wanted to take the fight. So I, like, yeah. Like, yeah, hell I yeah. ran out of okay. the hospital started running, yeah. <laughs> started training. Exactly, yeah. And it's like, you know, it, it sucks, but it's like, you know, you got to sacrifice sometimes. So, you know, it's like, it's it's a funny story now, but it's like at the time, you know, I felt pretty bad about it. But uh, it's like, you know, it's like, it, it, it set me up for great opportunities. So, What is your sweet spot for a training camp? Seven weeks? Like eight weeks. Eight I like, weeks. I like eight weeks. Like if yeah. you had an ideal setup, yeah. it would be eight weeks eight notice. Weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that uh, yeah, two months. Yeah, that that'd be good. To kind of just get honed in, mm-hmm. prepare. Exactly. Watch. Are you watching tape on yes. your opponent? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I, I watch like you know almost every day, just making sure if I see something new, I can you know you know think about it, visualize it, and whatnot. And you said your coach is pretty good about that too. Yes, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. honing things in. Yeah, he sees stuff that's just like I'm like, dude, I didn't even notice that. Like he's so he's so good. He's been doing it forever though, so. You know, he catches up on these like little things. You know, maybe the guy might throw a kick and then like, drop his hand like a certain way, and so we have to try to counter that, or maybe set him up with a certain thing to make him move left or right, whatever it may be, and then like, throw something else. So, what does your wife think about all this? Is she worried for you, or she? Oh, she likes it. She does. Yeah, she likes it. Yeah, she wrestled for four years uh, in high school, and that's actually where we met was at the gym. And uh, oh, so, how funny is that? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she used to throw me around all over the place, and uh, you know, I was like, oh, okay, you know. I so she gets it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she she watched uh, MMA too, and then uh, yeah, we bring the kids to the fights and whatnot. So really, yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, my my son, he was uh, two weeks, I think, two or three weeks when uh when I had when he went to his first fight. And that so, was the one that you got called out for yeah, the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so yeah, so they love it. My mom loves it. You know, my whole family is you know into it and whatnot. So was fighting big in your family before you and your brothers picked it up? No. You guys were the first ones yeah, first to kind ones, of say, yeah. Yeah. yeah we're the, right now we're the only ones who, who are like still training. Uh my little brother used to train a little bit, but uh, he kind of he went to the Air Force and kind of just stopped from there, but uh yeah, him and I are the only ones who are actually like, you know, doing it. My older brother in Hawaii, 
fought a while ago, but then just you know stopped. Kind of fell out. Yeah. I mean, it's something you gotta you gotta love it if you're gonna do it, right? Exactly. You yeah. can't step into the ring and think, you know, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I'm not doing what That's, I should yeah, do. Yeah, you kind of yeah went a little too far if you get into the ring and then thinking, yeah, I don't want to be here. Yeah, so, yeah. That would be a <laughs> fuck me moment. Exactly. I yeah. don't actually want to do this. I think I think I might need to back out. Exactly. Yeah. And you see it happen all the time too. People who just like want to fight, uh, but don't want to put the training in, and uh, you know they 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 don't really don't know what they're getting into, and then you see it just all the time. They're just like find a way out and it's just like it's kind of it's it's kind of sad because it's not really it's a sport but it's not really a sport if you know what i mean it's like it's a sport with some serious consequences exactly yeah yeah so it's a yeah a lot a lot of consequences with it and uh it's just like you know you have to have a lot of sacrifices with it as well you know i'm, I'm broke always uh you know i have like no time for for anyone else you know i go i go to work train and go straight home and then go to bed and it's just you know it, there's a lot of sacrifices you're not going out on the weekends and whatnot so you know, I th I think people, you know, they see the fight and they don't realize what is leading up to it. All the work going on behind the scenes. Exactly, yeah. Is it hard to kind of maintain friendships with that state? Or do people not really understand that, hey, I can't go party until three in the morning? First off, because I have kids at home. Yeah. Second <laughs> off, because, you know, I got to be up for work yeah. and then I got to go train. Yeah, I, I would, uh, luckily enough for me, like all my friends train. So, so they get it exactly, yeah, and everybody knows me. Knows that, like you know, I don't want to mess up my training and and whatnot. And, like they, they kind of understand that. That was like the first thing. Like even like my wife, like the first thing I told her was like, if you like get in the way of like my training, it's like we're done. So and she understood that and everything. And that's just how you know people know me as you know. Okay, yeah, like you know he's gonna be training, and maybe I might see him on the weekend. So. It's hard when you found something that you're passionate about, mm -hmm. and you're around people that don't necessarily have that yet, because mm -hmm. there's kind of a disconnect of time yep. where they just have like if you just work a job and you don't really have anything that you're striving to outside of that mm. not necessarily that you're not doing anything but if you go to work and then you just you're off and you've got all this free time yep. on the weekends after work yeah you don't really understand the idea that no i've got this thing that i'm working towards so i don't really have that time it's, i get off from work and then i go to work part two exactly yeah it's a, and training is like a full-time job in itself you know what i mean well, you gotta be fucking tired after a long day of training. I'm exhausted, yeah. And then I come home and then got to get the kids to bed and everything too. And it's just like, yeah, just just no energy. And then, you know, maybe after a fight, I might have like a week to where like I can just like relax for a second. Kind of catch your breath and then yeah. you're back into it. Exactly, right back into it, yeah. Especially now too, it's just like you got to just go for it. And then like, you know, I'll spend all my time, you know, like in my 20s, you know, early 30s, just train, fight, train, fight. And then after that, after I'm all done with it, and then I can, you know, finally take, you know, Take a back, you know, back step and just like relax. But like right now, it's just go time. When you're at the age where that's, you got to put in the work, right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I can't be 35 years old trying to, you know, make a run for it. It's just, it's just not possible. So right now is the time and just, yeah, all the stuff can, you know, wait and then, you know, we'll be happier afterwards. Yeah. The idea that you have to put in the work when you're young to build the life that you want, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's tough, you know, again, like, like, you know, not, not, you know, going out, being able to eat what I want when I want, you know, but it, it, at the end, you know, it's going to be worth it. What do a lot of fighters, I would imagine you're better off starting young, but do any of them start in their thirties and have a pretty successful career? You're almost too, you're kind of aged out at that point. Yeah. I, I guess it depends if you did anything like as a kid, like if you wrestled, you know, like, you know, like a high level, I would say, you know, probably like, you know, get away with that. But other than that, I just, I don't see how you can build up enough time. It, it, it takes so long to even build up like a half decent base. Uh, I mean, I'm sure like, you know, if you get more like maybe like the higher weight classes, like heavyweights where like they're not as athletic. Uh, and you could just throw one solid Exactly, yeah, yeah, head. exactly. Uh, but like when it comes to like, like the lower weight classes, like you need to like be on point like at all times. Do you feel like there's a certain base that is best? Like do you feel like your kickboxing was better or you would have, preferred to start out with jiu-jitsu I, I would uh if i could go back in time i'd, I'd start wrestling i'd, I'd wrestle out of young Wrestling's age. the one that i've heard a lot is yeah. that that's the perfect base because then you can just learn to control people a little more exactly yeah so i mean the way we we do it at like uh our gym though too like we don't just do like regular jiu-jitsu we do like grappling to where we, we implement wrestling and everything too uh, with our jiu-jitsu but like wrestling if i could just start wrestling because it builds the mindset too right like wrestling is like one of the hardest things to do like when you're just 
you know, grinding nonstop, you know, shooting takedowns and getting like, you know, sprawled on, it, it takes a lot out of you. So it's just good for like the mentality, I feel like too. What is the background of your coach? Uh, he started off with, I think, boxing. He So he traveled all over the place. So he went to like all these like, you know. As a professional gym. fighter. Uh, so he he's not professional. Uh, uh, he's just just went and just like just trained and learned. He's been to like Thailand and, and learned there. He went to like uh, like the big gyms like AKA. Uh, he trained with like Dan Henderson and all these like you know like these UFC legends. So like you know if you look you can see like, all these pictures of him like training with these guys and stuff. So he just went around and just like just trained like crazy and just learned as much as he could. And then thankfully he brought it back to us. Did he ever have a desire to fight or he just? Loved the learning process. I think he of just it. loved the learning process. He always tells everyone he's like he was like a professional sparring partner. So he just loved going. It's a good way to put exactly. it. Exactly. So he just loved and like like you know just went to go train and everything. And it's pretty cool too because like you go backstage like some of these events and you see like these like UFC legends and they're coming up to like my coach and giving him hugs because they know him from like back in the day. It's pretty cool actually. You're like, do you know who this is? Like this guy's coming up to you. Exactly. Yeah. Like like uh, I'm not sure if you heard of like Gilbert Melendez. Yeah. Yeah. So so Gilbert Melendez like. Knew him there, like talking about like old times and stuff like that, and like another like UFC fighter, Danny Castillo, like called his wife up on like Facetime. I was like, "Look who I found back here!" And it was just like, like, like you know, like these guys, like favorite fighters, like friends with my coach. It's crazy, you know. <laughs> it's it's nuts, but well, I would imagine that translates to a lot of skill being translated down to you guys. Yes, exactly, yeah. and it, I think it shows too because like you know the, the level that we're at, like people like know our gym for like the tough fights you know like people down like all the way down california like have heard about our gym because like they know we have like the good fighters like up here that's got to be a good feeling yeah though. it's crazy yeah people like you know hit me up all the time like you know like, oh yeah it's, it's, it's uh, like so and so able to fight you know like we need a tough fight and it's just it's it's pretty cool you guys actually. are getting called up for that exactly yeah traveling all over the place and that's another thing too is like we want to travel and like fight like these guys we don't wanna just you know stay around and like you know fight guys that just aren't on our level so like to you know be able to push yourself you have to travel around like well, is there a lot of stiff competition up here nah. i mean outside of you guys obviously in your yeah. gym but I, I wouldn't say so i would say yeah probably not just because i mean just i mean the level of just like you know well small, small exactly town. it's a sm small town exactly it's like uh you might get some guys who train out of the garage and and whatnot that have like no business being in there so we like to uh you know go around and uh Actually, I test ourselves. I fought guys from like the biggest gyms, like AKA, you know, Dethrone, you know, all these huge gyms and, and, and whatnot, and like, you know, pretty successful with it as well, too. So, you know, we, we want the competition, you know, for when we do go pro, right? So we're ready for it. Are you, where are you guys going? Like down south, Sacramento? So we've gone, we've gone to like San Jose, Visalia, Livingston. Uh, we've gone to Oregon to fight and whatnot. So it's just all over like, you know, the West Coast, basically, you know. My teammates, obviously, Bellator is a little bit different, but like Cass has gone to like Connecticut. He's gone into Hawaii to fight. It's a uh, Hawaii would be a cool place. To fight. I, I was hoping to get on the, the 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 last Hawaii one, but uh, I messed up my foot and uh, just it just didn't work out. But yeah, Hawaii. I, I, would, I have a bunch of family that lives in Hawaii, so I, I would love That'd be to, perfect. Exactly, I would love to fight there one day. Is there any distinction in the rules or anything when you go across state lines like that? I know Oregon has like knees to the face, so they do. They three. don't allow that. No, they do allow. Oh, it. they do. Yeah, so California. Uh, if you have, if you or your opponent have three or less fights, it's two minute rounds and you wear shin guards. And then if you, you, if you guys have more than three fights, it's three minute rounds with no shin guards, but there's no knees or elbows to the face uh, with amateurs. But in Oregon, you can go knees to the face. Why the shin guards? That seems like a weird I would padded spot. Yeah. I mean, I would say maybe to avoid cuts. Like, so, you know, if you get like a head kick or something like that, mm. you, you might avoid like splitting like an eyebrow open or something like that. Uh, and just because, I mean, they're still pretty new, right? If you have like, you know, only like, if you just have like no fights, then I would say, you know, it, I, I mean, like less injuries is better, right? So especially if you're going to like, you know, do a few amateur fights, you don't get all banged up. So it's okay. I mean, I still feel it after because they're like socks. They're basically tube socks. It's just something to cover your leg. So I'm like, you know, like I, I wouldn't be opposed to getting rid of them, but for, it's almost more superficial. Yeah, exactly. For the look of it, I, I would say. And then like the short rounds too. So. Do you feel like, have you been focusing on your cardio where you are going to be making that jump now to yeah. five minutes? Yeah. That something that's yeah kinda... I am not looking forward to it as well. Like the, just the cardio, just, yeah, the five, cause we went from three minutes going to five minutes. So it's completely different. You got to be able to push, you know, harder for longer durations and be able to pace yourself as well. So the cardio is, you know, we, we work pretty hard at our gym. So it's just, you know, adding like those, you know, few extra minutes onto it and making sure I'm ready to go. What do you feel like is the biggest point that you need to work on? Do you have one or do you feel pretty, pretty,
pretty well-rounded going I, into I this. I feel well-rounded. Uh, obviously, there's stuff you can work on. Uh, cardio is always going to be a, a big issue, right? Because, I mean, you could be— I mean, the, if you could gas, you're screwed. Exactly. You could be the best fighter in the world, but if you gas out, then it's like, you know, it's like that's, that's a tough one, right? So the last thing I want to do is be tired during a fight. Uh, so just pushing that, but just mixing everything up together, you know? It's like, especially now I have elbows and knees to the face, too. So, you know, trying to, you know— either one avoid that happening to me or being able to land it as well. So it's just, you know, it's just mixing it all together. My punch, kicks, takedowns, you know, submissions. If I get taken down, getting back up, you know, all that stuff. The distinction with the rules, like elbows and knees to the face, mm-hmm. is that, does that kind of limit you guys in a way because you're not getting that experience and now you are for your first fight? <sighs> or do you feel like that protection to not really just thrash you guys right out of the gate is kind of beneficial. Yeah, I would say so. Obviously, like, brain damage again, too, right? You don't want people, like, because even, like, like, the amateurs, you wear, like, a little bit, like, thicker gloves so the punches aren't hurting as bad. So they're really trying to protect you guys. Yeah, it's for when you do go pro. They're trying to give you enough experience without damaging you like crazy. But then, yeah, obviously, like, elbows is, like, a huge uh, a huge thing. But it's also, like, it's not like a... Um, a very common thing to see people get elbowed like crazy, right? Because obviously it's a close range weapon. So you have to be able, you know, usually at, at, by the time you go pro, you understand distance and uh, and whatnot. And you understand like, you know, what could put you in danger and what can't. So It's like a little taste. Exactly. Not 100%. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't know that they had distinctions like that between the amateurs and the pros. I thought yeah. it was all what you see is what you get. You're going in. Yeah. yeah there, there's actually, yeah, especially like with California, they do a pretty good job at, with the um with the amateurs. Uh, they, they make it so, you know, again, no one's getting hurt too bad. Obviously, you, you still see knockouts and, and whatnot, but I've never seen someone seriously get hurt. Uh, but it's giving you the feel for it and uh, just so you do make the, the jump because obviously you have, like, these unsanctioned events where, uh, like, you know, you go to, like, a, like a, a casino or something like that and uh, you, you don't have to necessarily have, a like, a commission there if you're on, like, tri- you know, like these tribal lands and whatnot. So you see, like, a lot of these guys who have no idea what they're getting into – so I get elbowed in the face, whatever it, it may be. And it's just like, uh, it's just, you know, it's like they're getting hurt for no reason. But like when you're like, like an athletic commission, then they, you know, they keep everybody safe. You have to pass physicals, blood tests, all that stuff. Well, I've heard about those, those casino fights that they can get a little hectic. Yeah. My sister and my dad <laughs> went to one a while ago. This was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And it was people that shouldn't have been in the ring. Mm-hmm. that just almost on a way. We're like, yeah, I'll fight. And yep. so you have these completely mismatched fights where one dude looks like he's shredded he's in there to kill somebody and the other guy's like you know overweight doesn't look like he works out and just gets demolished exactly yeah and that's where like the matchmaking comes in and stuff too you know i mean because you can have like a good fight between like people who just started out if you match them correctly right uh but yeah again like like the whole like um just like pat that's like almost like padding like a record right and it's just like a for us, at least, we want to, like, you know, test ourselves against, like, the toughest guys possible and uh, not really just beat up, you know, people who have no business. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's a career for me. And, like, it's not just, like, some hobby. I want to go beat up somebody. You know, I'm not some meathead, you know, where I'm just trying to hurt somebody. I'm trying to, you know, showcase my skills and, you know, push myself. Well, yeah, and you have that aspect of you are trying to build this into something. Yeah. If you're just the guy who is like, oh, I train a little bit. I just want to yeah. go whale on somebody. Yeah. That's perfect for you. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a time and place for, you know, but yeah, for me, I, yeah, I, I, I take it seriously. I want it to be a career. But yeah, I mean, nothing against like the guys who just want to, you know, do like a recreational fight. You know, I think that's great. Obviously, it's better than fighting in the street, you know, go do that. But a lot better. Exactly. A little yeah. safer, too. Exactly, That'd be the way yeah. to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. With with training and putting in all this work. These guys that are that are out there fighting with you at the amateur level, are you seeing a lot of guys who do it and then decide this isn't for them? Or is everybody in this sphere pretty dedicated to trying to go to Bellator UFC or one of these uh, it, it, avenues. It usually just depends, right? Obviously, like, when the cards are, like, uh, being made, you start off with, like, like the lower-level, like, guys, you know, like, the O&O guys and, and, you know, maybe guys with, like, a couple losses. And then the further and further you go up the card, the more, like, a skilled, like, these fighters are, right? So, obviously, like, the top, like, part of these amateur cards are, like, these guys can turn pro, like, at any time. And a lot of them are, you know, taking it very seriously. And you can see, like, in, like, the fights, like, the technique's a lot better. Uh, the cardio's a lot better. You know, the way they handle themselves is a lot better. So you see it sometimes, like, uh, like I've been backstage where I've seen, like, this, like, kid who had no business being in there, had no idea what he was doing. His friends just kind of, like, talked him into it. You know, they had no idea how to wrap hands. They had, you know, no idea, you know, how to warm up properly. And, like, uh, you see guys like that where they go in, you know, they lose, and then they're kind of done with it. And it sucks because, like, you know, if you had, like, an actual proper team, 
then you might be able to go somewhere, but... Yeah, yeah you're just there with some buddies that don't know what they're doing either. Exactly. That's a rough way to start. Exactly, yeah. I remember, especially with that one, too. Yeah, they were like, uh, they had no idea how to wrap hands or... So they're looking up uh, Creed, the movie, How to Wrap Hands. They said, pull up the scene from Creed where he's wrapping hands and tried copying that. Like, yeah, yeah, that's the first red flag. Exactly. Yeah, they had no business being in there. And then, obviously, he lost. I don't think he's fought ever since. So, Well, I would imagine if you go into a fight like that and you really don't know what you're doing and you probably shouldn't be there, mm-hmm. that would be a pretty traumatic experience, especially yeah. if you just get demolished. Exactly, That yeah. could be one of those moments that kind of changes your your path in life exactly yeah i would say it'd be different if you actually trained as hard as you possibly could and i mean everybody i mean if you're fighting the right you know like the toughest fights you're gonna lose eventually it's it's just like it's it's i mean unless you're like khabib where he's like you know just demolishing people exactly yeah but that's like a once in a lifetime you know thing so it's like you know you see all these other champions where they have like you know some of these guys have like double digit losses but it's because they fought actual fighters and uh it's as long as you're doing that it's like you know you're gonna lose, but it's like it's it's how you bounce back. You know how you know you, learning experiences. You know it's it's like if you lose, it's like it's not the end of the world. People think it's the end of the world. It's not that bad. You know what I mean? People, your friends are still gonna be there. You know you know nobody's taking away your birthday. Exactly. Are you gonna wake up? The sun's gonna be there the next day. It's it's not the end of the world. It's just getting back, learning from those you know those mistakes you made, and just getting back in there. Is it hard overcoming that first loss? And realizing that, yeah, okay, everything's going to be fine. It's not the end of the world. For me, I was like, uh, I was, I knew at some point it was going to happen. Because again, like, like I was fighting like the, like the toughest guys in, in my whole division, you know, up, you know, in the whole state. So I knew it was going to happen at some point. Uh, I, I wish, I wish my loss ended a different way rather than like me having like the crazy high blood sugar and, and, and whatnot. Uh, so I, I was I was hoping it, it would end a little bit differently, but at the end of the day, I was like I was fine with it. I was you know like the guy the better guy won that night, so uh, you know it was it was on me to you know make sure my my blood sugar was in check, and you know even if it wasn't in check, be able to you know work a game plan to where I can work around it. And I didn't do that. So uh, afterwards, you know I was obviously like you get pretty upset, you know you're bummed out because you worked pretty hard for it, but uh, you know you just you know go to the gym you know that Monday and just keep working stuff. Do you have a game plan in place now? So that if your blood sugar kind of starts going haywire, yeah. it's not the end of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, I just want to make sure you know, stay calm would be the the main thing. And uh, can you take a shot of insulin in between rounds? Would they allow that? No, no. no yeah, you can't. Not. Yeah, you can't even take like an inhaler. If, so if you have like asthma, you can't take an inhalers in uh in between rounds. You have to have like even like the bottle of like water has to be like a clear bottle and has to be like sealed like by the time you go in there. So yeah, I don't think they'd let me uh, inject some insulin. <laughs> You're worried you're doing steroids or something. Something like that, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I, I have to take it like right beforehand. I have a monitor on me usually too. During the fight? Not during the fight, so beforehand. So I can check my phone. It tells me where my blood sugar is, and I can look at that and see, okay, well, you know, that's my blood sugar, and it, it'll let me know if it's going up or if it's going down, and I can adjust from there. What is your game plan if it does spike, especially where you are going into these longer rounds? Yeah. I mean, just just, just try, work through it. Yeah, just work through it. Try to, you know, stick and move uh Mostly just like how how my game plan is, just stick and move, land some like you know, good long shots. Cause I'm gonna be I'm I'm pretty tall for my weight class, so I'm gonna be a little bit taller than this guy. So if I can just keep the distance and uh, keep him off of me, then that'll be pretty good. But obviously, try not to show that I have high blood sugar as well. Would probably be like the main thing, you know, just staying calm and just uh yeah, try to work through it. Are you worried about your opponents doing some I don't know oppo research on you and finding that out and just trying to gas you out during the fight? Uh. It wouldn't even be like gas if like my blood sugar is good. Like I feel like my cardio. You'd be fine. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, I would hope they would try that because then if they gas themselves out and then it's just like, then you know, you're I, just, in I, it. I just put it on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a weird thing. I would imagine fighting with diabetes because you've almost got a handicap, but you can kind of work around yep. it, but yeah. it's still kind of there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's yeah. It's not like debilitating like to. To that extent to where I, I can, you know, work on it and, you know, like, you know. It's not like you lost an arm. Exactly, yeah. And you're like, well, I exactly. guess I'm just going to fight yeah. one-handed. Yep, it's just, it just the lead up to it and then obviously the, the night of the fight, I have to make sure it's really in check. So it's like, it it, it gets a little stressful. Like, I'm, I'm not going to lie, it does get a little bit stressful. But, you know, as long as, you know, you're just trying your, your best with it, try to get a routine going and then uh, it, sh- it should be good to go. Is type 1 diabetes, is that genetic? Yes, yes. So my, mo- my mom has it as well. Does your brother have it? No, which no. is the crazy thing because we're twins, and uh, yeah, he doesn't have it, but we're genetically like the same. But he doesn't have it, so 
he must have like done something. Just skirted the edge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I have like the worst genetics too. He got he's bigger than me. He's stronger. I don't think he's could have just taken the diabetes. Exactly. Just let me have something. Yeah, let me have something. <laughs> Damn. But, yeah. I mean, well, kudos to you for not saying, "Hey, this is going to alter my course." Like, mm -hmm. I'm going to let this stop me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that speaks volumes. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was hoping to, uh, to you know, at least be like the first UFC fighter in uh, uh with diabetes. But uh, my buddy Jordan Williams actually uh, beat me. Beat to you that. to it. He uh, beat me to it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm second. I called dibs on second. Yeah. Well, at least that shows you that somebody can get to that level. Yeah. And that it's achievable. I mean, exactly, that's kind of yeah. good in that sense where the road is is there yes, it's exactly. achievable it's something you can do yeah 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 and it, it was huge seeing him you know be able to make it to the ufc and uh you know because I, I followed him pretty early on in his career and to see him actually you know make it and stuff too it, it was it was definitely inspiring for sure but i'm sure that's got to be something for you too you're on tiktok right i think i came across yes your yeah, tiktok yeah. and yeah, stuff yeah. And I was reading some of the comments and people were like, oh, yeah, that's all you're doing. What you're yeah. doing is awesome. Like, you're inspiring me. And so going down that path, like you might be that for somebody else down the yes, road. You yeah, know? that would be like, honestly a dream come true if I can just inspire, you know, one kid who might be dealing with, you know, anything, you know. So it's diabetes, whatever it may be, you know, if I can inspire one kid to keep pushing towards their dream, not even just fighting anything, then, then you know, that, that, you know, break my heart in a good way. Job so, well done. Yeah, exactly. Yep. It's weird, especially in this social media age where you could just, you can follow anybody's journey through anything. Yep, yeah. You can follow somebody's fight career from when they're starting out to where they get where they're going. Mm -hmm. Anything. It's all online. Everybody's online now. Yeah. And it, it, it wasn't ever that way before. Like beforehand, like uh, back when I was like first getting into it, it was just like you could watch like some YouTube highlights and stuff. They might have like, like some of these fighters might have a Facebook page, but a lot of them didn't at the time. So then especially now it's like, you yeah, see, cut um, to now, everything is online. You exactly, can see yeah. full fights, you can see techniques, mm -hmm. you can see breakdowns. Breakdowns, it's yeah. It's all there. Yeah, yeah. you can scroll on Instagram and like, I'll be scrolling on Instagram and see something, someone's breaking it down and it's like, it's all over the place. So it's it, it's it's the best time ever to get into it. It's like right now, like you like, you know, there's, all, there's so much to learn and like so many people teaching it. Is there an aspect of fear that's attached to that? Because at least from a layman's perspective where I'm not mm -hmm. a fighter, the idea that you know, you could have one fight where someone just knocks you out in a spectacular fashion that's not great for you, uh -huh. and now that lives online would kind of... Yeah. That'd I, be in the back of my mind. I guess you gotta just, you know... Know, you it's, gotta a, eat you it. gotta know it's a possibility. Train it. Train your butt off. Uh, you know, because obviously it, going into, like, a fight, it's like, you know, especially if you see someone's highlight, like, my guy is just getting KO after KO after KO, and just, like, you know, you just gotta, you know, be able to train and... Uh, just, you know, know like, okay, well, I got, you know, be careful for that. And just, you know, just, you know, trust your instincts, trust your training, you know, all the, you know, the coaches, you know, your teammates, you know, they're, they're there to help you out. So, you know, just putting all your trust into them and then obviously just perform as well as you can on fight night. Yeah. You don't want to go in thinking, oh shit, what happens if I get knocked out? Exactly. That'd be a rough way to start the exactly, fight. Exactly. Yeah. You got to be like, obviously you have to, you know, be like a, you know, like, um, you have to uh, know what's coming, right? Obviously, they're throwing punches. They're going to try to knock you out. But, like, just being smart about it and uh, just, you know, sticking to the game plan, you know, not getting, like, too wild and whatnot. So really just listening to your coaches is is, is the main thing. Listening to your coaches, listening to your body. Mm -hmm, exactly. And yeah. just trying to work through it. Yeah. Okay, well, Gabriel, I'm excited for July 15th, man. Yep. I'm excited to see what you do. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Uh this is going to be my, my second fight back in, in Humble. Uh, we're bringing, you know, good MMA back to Humble. You know, I'm excited. Cass Bell is, you know, going to be main event. Uh, people are excited to see him back in Humble, too. He hasn't had any fights since his amateur days. So he, he's been, you know, out of Humble for a while now. So uh, he's coming back to fight. It's going to be awesome. Uh, we have, like, another uh, pro debut with uh, Dupree Stewart. Uh, so, you know, he was going to be in Bellator. Uh, something happened with his opponent. But, uh He's going to be back in Humboldt, so it's going to be exciting. We have a bunch of guys from uh, the IOC team. My brother's going to be fighting on the card. Leapin's going to be fighting on the card. Uh, Scuba's going to be fighting on the card. We have a bunch of guys, so it's going to be uh, it's going to be awesome. I'm excited for sure. And cool to be back in Humboldt doing that. Exactly. And this yeah. is at Bear River Casino? Uh, Blue Lake Casino. Blue Lake. Yeah, okay. Blue Lake Casino. Yeah, July 15th. Uh, it's going to be awesome. I get to wake up in my own bed. Uh, oh, it's got to be nice. Drive over there, yeah, not having to go to like a hotel, you know, eight hours away. So I'm, I'm definitely excited for it. The last time I fought here, I had a first round uh, TKO. So I'm, I'm hoping, you know, get something, you know, just as nice. Hoping to recreate the match. Exactly, yeah. Okay, well, man, this was a lot of fun. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. Do you want to plug 
where people can find you, where they can find the IOC, all your stuff, yeah, yeah, your so, TikTok. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so Instagram is going to be the uh, the best way to you know keep up with me, and that's going to be Sensei underscore IOC. You can follow the gym, uh, Institute of Combat. We have 21 grams. Uh, if you're following me on TikTok, uh, again, it's just Sensei underscore IOC. I try to keep everything uh, at that same uh, handle. Yeah, but I got to ask before we end here, what was the the reasoning behind the sensei branding because that's all over online yeah yeah so, so sensei so my, my coach gave me that nickname uh because when uh when i first started out I, like i had said earlier i was just taking pictures and uh so he was uh interested in taking pictures of like the, the guys training and stuff too so he said uh uh if you show me how to take pictures i'll show you how to fight and then he's like it, like it got uh to me being sensei of like the camera like I, I was like his sensei for the camera and then just showing up the sensei oh that's just, cool we stuck with it yeah <laughs> yeah you guys were teaching each other exactly yeah if you show me how to kick ass i was showing him how to take you know half decent photos at the time nice <laughs> okay well man july 15th yep. hopefully everybody will be out there showing some support yeah yeah yeah. tickets Sounds available like online awesome at, fight. yeah yeah tickets available online at bluelightcasino.com so yeah get your tickets there july 15th july 15th yep all right thanks man awesome i appreciate it 